I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hello, and welcome back to 35,000 Feet, a podcast where we talk with incredible individuals, leaders, coaches, CEOs all around the world um, about some of the adventures that they're, they're going through. And I'm really excited today to have Christy Peffenberger, the head women's volleyball coach at Xavier University with us. Welcome, Christy. Hi, thank you for having me. We're so excited to dive in a little bit about your experience, you know, your, your history um, as a, an athlete playing volleyball, as well as kind of your story leading up to um, being the head coach at Xavier. So maybe we'll just dive in. I would love for you to just talk about how, how did you get started in volleyball? I, you know, just like any youngest sibling, I think, uh, gets dragged around from gym to gym. And one day I was at my older sister's camp and a coach came over and said, what are you doing? I said, I'm supposed to sit on the stage. And she said, no one sits in this gym. And she handed me a volleyball and taught me how to play. <laughs> wow. That's basically how I started playing the game. I was about uh, probably six years old. How cool. So from a very young age, you had a volleyball in hand and it sounds like some, some mentors that were kind of taking you along and, and showing you the game. Yep. Very, very cool. Where, where did you grow up? Where were your first memories as, as a child, maybe playing volleyball? Yep. So I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. That's really where I started playing the game. Like I said, my older sister went to a bunch of volleyball camps, played volleyball, and I just kind of got tagged on, along with her and the, the coaches at um, the high school at the time let me tag along as well. They put me in lines, they put me in drills, and I didn't know any better. I just was having fun. According to my mom, I was just uh, out there running around spending energy, so she was happy too. <laughs> uh, you know, and then uh, my sister got involved in the club volleyball scene and kind of same thing where at Circle City Volleyball, she went over to the director and said, listen, I, this, my daughter won't sit still. Can she just go through the tryout not looking for her to make a team, just let her go through the lines and everything. And um, they did. They allowed me to do it. And I actually ended up making a team. <laughs> wow. Um, so that's kind of my first memories of playing the game is just going out there and, and doing it for fun. And the people in charge allowed me the opportunity to, to just go play around and not knowing what I was doing. So, you know, I'm always thankful for those those people who allowed me that chance. And then for my sister, my mom, who just threw me into different experiences along the way. So, but yeah, I was, like I said, I'm from Indianapolis and that's where I did all my, all the way through high school that I played. Wow. That's awesome. I think it's, it's really cool for me to hear how people from all different, you know, states, countries, childhoods find their passion. And I think it's, it's really interesting to, to, to hear those stories. I actually played basketball for, for BYU. And so um, it's fun for me to be able to talk with particularly mm-hmm. other athletes, but also coaches, because I've never been on that side. But um, there's, there's just so much, you know, I appreciate it a lot. I know that there's, 
some of my greatest mentors in life were, were my coaches. And I, I just really appreciate that. So it's cool that you've had both experiences, obviously, as an athlete and now as a coach. Just to kind of dive a little bit further into your background, where, how, how did that transition happen between playing volleyball and then making the move to coach? Was it always something you wanted to do? Um, did it just kind of fall in your lap? Or how did that come about? Yeah, so I've always been surrounded by people who know a little bit better than me. I'm very thankful for that. I'm a teacher by education. I always want to be either an elementary ed or a physical education teacher. So that's what I graduated with. Um, And I was very fortunate that my college coach at the time kept telling me that I need to get into college coaching. And I said, you're crazy. That's just um, ridiculous hours and a life that I don't want. And at the time, becoming a physical education teacher in the state of Ohio was pretty much uh, slim to none opportunities. And if I wanted to go back to Indiana, I was going to have to take more classes and another test. And to me at the time was the worst idea ever. So I decided why not try to get into coaching. My assistant at the time, who was my coach, my assistant coach, got a head coaching job and asked me to come be his assistant. And I figure, well, I'm young. Why not? I get to travel around recruiting and get to go see my friends. I get to spend more time in a game that I love. And if I'm going to do it at any time, it might as well be now when I can't find a job in teaching. So that's pretty much how I got into coaching. I was very fortunate to be surrounded by people who, who believed in me, even though I didn't really see it myself. And then just different coaches along the way that knew me as a player, you know, kept reaching out to me to be their assistant coach. And um, like I said, I'm just very fortunate that people kept reaching out to me and helped me along the way that I was able to just travel the path to become a head coach. How incredible. And so was your, did you just jump straight into coaching at Xavier or did you coach at some universities prior to that? Yep. So I originally got my first coaching job at Youngstown State. Um, It's up in Northwest, Northeast Ohio. And then after that, I, the head coach at Xavier at the time who I competed against, uh, tracked me down (laughs) and uh, hired me to be his assistant coach. And then we actually had a head coaching change at the time. And I was fortunate enough to stay on as an assistant coach for the new head coach. And then I had an opportunity to uh, go coach at Notre Dame, be an assistant coach up at Notre Dame, which I was very excited about. Yeah. Uh, finally get into a, you know, bigger conference, a power five conference, uh, you know, predominant uh, university across the nation, which was very exciting. And then I had the wonderful opportunity to start a family. And I started to realize that maybe coaching at um, a certain level and putting in so many hours with a family wasn't the right path that I wanted at the time. And I was very fortunate that the assistant coaching job at Xavier opened back up during that whole mental process. And my husband was able to get a job back here at Cincinnati. And I just kind of walked back into my role of assistant coach. Awesome. It's cool to see that you were able to balance a variety of different life adventures. I, I could kind of hear you point out there. And I, I want to transition that to a little bit or to that right now. Um, we've talked a lot about your love of volleyball, how you got 
to be the coach at Xavier, but I would love to dive into a little bit more of some of these other adventures you mentioned. Being able to start a family, I think it's incredible when, you know, when I hear stories of particularly women who are able to, you know, balance so many things in their life. And I think a lot of people appreciate hearing that. But as this is, you know, a podcast about adventure, you know, we are, we have a large travel audience um, that, that, you know, loves to hear from people in that space as well. I'd love to transition to some adventures that you've had in the past or this past year. I know we briefly spoke about a few of them, some of the cool, you know, travel experiences here, even in the United States that you've been able to have with your team. I'd love for you to maybe highlight one of the most memorable. Yeah. So I think, uh, I'm a big advocate that being a student athlete at the collegiate level, whatever division that you're in, whatever level you're in, yes, it's about championships. Yes, it's about winning and losing. But more importantly, it's about the experience that you get through being a student athlete. You know, I'm sure you can think back to the memories that you have that you never would have had those experiences if you weren't a student athlete at BYU. So it's something as a coach I try to do for our players. And of course, it doesn't always work out where we can give them the opportunities, but I always try to get players that aren't from, you know, an hour or two from here back home to their home crowd. And if I don't have that opportunity, then at least give them a trip. So two years ago, we actually had the opportunity. I took the team back down to Puerto Rico, uh, where we had a player from. She's never played in front of her home crowd in four years at, at college. And so her senior years, we were able to get her to play back in her hometown, her home gym and in front of her people. So she was very, very thankful for that. And we got to experience her culture and in, in Puerto Rico for a full, you know, five days, I believe. And then this past year, you know, we didn't really have anywhere or anybody to go visit. And so I took the team out to Utah and got uh, them a little bit more cultured and experience of what the West is like and people out there. And uh, we had a fantastic time. I love that. I think a lot of people, you know, I'd say, especially in our community as well, think of travel as, you know, crossing international borders or, you know, going to these very exotic foreign places, which is incredible, incredible so that you got to go to Puerto Rico with one of your student athletes, you know, how much more impactful to be able to visit somewhere that felt like family, I'm sure it felt like, felt like home to the whole team because, because of that connection. But I love that you're pointing out some of these, you know, incredible opportunities to go and visit new places in the United States. Because I think, you know, as a student athlete as well, you do have a lot of opportunity to travel even domestically. And there's a lot of things that can be learned from that, especially doing so with the team. And I think, I think that's really incredible. And also, right, I'm, I'm based in Utah right now. And so uh, I lo- <laughs> love hearing people talk about Utah. So thank you for, <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. It's, it is a beautiful state. There's a lot of beautiful places in the United States. It was States. beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful out there. Everybody was so nice and kind. Um, every year we get to, we get to travel to the East Coast and, and which is great because we have players who will probably never see Times Square unless we take them. You know, they'll never get to Washington, D.C. unless we take them. And, and they never get those experiences, but we get those every year. And, and so I try to do one that we don't. And Utah yeah. was ours this past year. And, and I think everybody was, was pretty uh, impressed with the area. Awesome. I love that. And it seems like I actually had a chance to follow your season um, a a little bit this year. We always try to make sure that we're following mainly volleyball, basketball, and soccer. We have a variety of, I would say, former athletes on our team that fall in each of those sports categories. So it was really fun to be able to 
you know, um, to be speaking with you now after having watched a few of your matches. And <laughs> I would love... It wasn't a great season to follow, so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually... Um, you know, I think that there's a lot that can be learned from, you know, those years that I like to call building years. Yeah, and I would yeah. love to maybe even kind of reflect on that point right now from you, you know, kind of going through this past year, you know, um, you guys had some great wins and, you know, there were some hard losses and, you know, how, how are you going to, like, how, how do you approach that and kind of, I guess, turn it into positive energy for the upcoming year, for the, for the next adventure for the team? Right, right. Well, um, two years ago, we had probably an even worse uh, season, not so much record-wise, but culturally, it was pretty bad. And, you know, it, it starts from the top, but then it's also making sure that we are communicating the right way to the team. And we had an opportunity um, a year ago uh, to kind of start rebuilding. We lost, a, you know, some really good seniors. We had some transfers and it worked, it worked out in the positive for us because we kind of had a fresh slate to work on our culture without having to wait for new players to come in. So in that sense, it was a great adventure this past season because we were able to build on what I truly want here at Xavier and how to be selfless individuals and how to serve your teammates and how to compete with one another. And we, the reason our, this past season didn't go so well is, is the sole fact that we were young. Um, we have very talented individuals, but we were just, we were all freshmen and sophomores on the floor outside of our one senior libero and who did a phenomenal job and led the way that I've always wanted a senior to lead. And she left a great legacy with our team that I think is going to benefit us as we propel into the next season. So I think we, like you said, it's a building season and, and I, I love and hate that term. Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) You don't ever want to sacrifice a season of winning, but yet you do need those for long-term success. And I think over the past full calendar year, we have laid great foundation for for the new players to come in and for this team to have some pride in what they're building. So I'm very, very looking forward to this next season and the new freshmen we have coming in and just I mean, best thing about freshmen is that they're only freshmen once, you know, so they're going to be experienced sophomores on the floor and they are hungry for, you know, for wins. They're hungry to prove others that they're better than what they were the year before. So it's uh, an exciting time right now for Xavier. I love that. I love that. And I think that there definitely are big things ahead for you and for your team. Um, And I would love to maybe transition to that. Um, Looking at, you know, you finished, you finished out the season this year, lots of learnings, honestly, incredible for such a young team. I think that we're going to see a lot of great things come, come from those girls here in the next few years, but looking towards, you know, I'm sure you're kind of approaching recruiting season or you're in it and you're looking forward to, you know, next year in, in light of adventure, what are some adventures, you know, things that you're most excited for next year or things maybe that, that we can expect from the, the Xavier uh, volleyball team? That's a great question. I'm still trying to figure those out. Um, <laughs> and that's okay. I think, I think what's going to be fun to watch is the, the unity that this team's going to bring to the floor. You know, we saw, we saw pieces of it this past season, but they were still feeling it out and feeling each other out and some lack of confidence um, in themselves uh, that we're working really hard on that piece this off season of 
of trusting that individual a little bit more that's sitting next to you and realizing that they're really in it for the same reasons you are and and that you're going to see it. Uh, it's going to be a fun show that we put on every match, I think. And, and in the sense that we're just going to be out there having fun and I want them to have fun and, and competing and working hard is fun and have the confidence to do so, have the confidence just to go hard, not knowing the outcome. And that's kind of where I want this group to go. And they're really buying into it and they're really, they're thriving on it right now. It's uncomfortable as, as ever, but it's, uh, but they're thriving on it. And I think this next season will be fun in that sense that we're going to take some of the teams by surprise of, of just the way we go about the game and how different it's been, it's going to be so different from the previous two years, you know? So if they're juniors or seniors, they're not, they're going to think we're a completely different team. Yeah. That's the beauty, I think, of, of, of growth and of constant change, right? It's, and it's hard. It's a hard thing that players are, you know, constantly changing as they graduate, new ones come in, but it also creates for a lot of adventure and an incredible journey. I love also that you said, you know, people are stepping outside their comfort zones and, you know, maybe when, when new, new team members come onto the team, that can be very uncomfortable at times. And yeah. I truly believe that a lot of lessons and a lot of growth and a lot of success happens when you step outside your comfort zone. So I love, I love that you touched on that. I think that's a life lesson in athletics and business and travel. It's so applicable. I can, uh, if I can teach them that if you step outside your comfort zone and you're still okay, that they're going to be successful in life. Exactly. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And actually, as we kind of bring this, this conversation to, to a close, I always like to ask, you know, all of the, the leaders and, you know, coaches and, you know, just really inspirational individuals who have done incredible things. Um, and I didn't get a chance to tell you that, but like I said, my coaches were such great mentors to me. And I think, you know, being a coach is really uh, a noble position. Cause I think, you know, it really, it really changes people's lives. And so one, I want to thank you for being in that position because people, it was people like you that, that greatly affected me and put me in the position, even that I'm in now today to work in travel and to work with athletic teams. But I always like to reflect back on that. And um, as we conclude here, I'd love for you to maybe leave what, what would one piece of advice if you were to give to really anyone, maybe someone who's looking you know, to who is a student athlete or who wants to be a student athlete or just someone in, in life, what would be, you know, one piece of advice that you'd leave with them? And oh, wow, <laughs> I, I have some good ones today. So I can just recap that. But if you have, yeah, what would be the one thing that you would share? Uh, it's probably twofold. One I already talked about is just, you got to work through the uncomfortable in order to grow. Um, and that's even as a leader, you know, you constantly, you, you don't know everything, even though you step into a new leadership role thinking I prepared for this moment, you've got to keep growing. You've got to keep molding with those around you and working with them and not for them in that sense. And I think that was the biggest lesson I learned is I came through my experiences and I'm like, okay, this is the coach that I want to be. And I just, I, I work towards that instead of being the communicator and the leader that my team needed. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like I was trying to be the leader that I always wanted to be for me and and my teams instead of the leader that my players actually needed. So I think that's a big piece of, of leadership is just how to get those around you to work at 
their best, how to maximize their ability. And that's what makes a great leader. Um, it's not a perfect picture. It's not ever set in stone. So I think that's a big lesson to learn. Um, and also just communicate, just communicate, 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 and communicate some more. Uh, because <laughs> so if you don't, you create stories. Your players create stories. If you're a player, your coach creates stories. There's always this fear of what are they going to think of me? Well, what, what if they think better of you? You know, you, you never know unless you ask. You never know unless you talk. You never know. Um, and if they do belittle you because of those thoughts, then you're just in the wrong place and you need to get away from that person. But to have that self-respect to communicate, I think that's huge. I love that. Wow. Like really <laughs> two great pieces <laughs> of advice, like be a leader, you know, for yourself, you know, and for others, yeah. as well as, you know, you, you reflected on being willing to step outside your comfort zone and the strength and growth that comes from that. I love that as well as communicate. I think that that's something that anyone in any field in any industry in any sport um, in life can really benefit from. So, well, we're really excited, Christy, for, um, you know, your upcoming adventures. We've covered some of those today. Really excited to, you know, be following along. And for those listening to this podcast, where, where can they follow along in next year's journey? Where's, where's the best place to go to, to, to make sure they're up to date with what you guys are doing? Yeah. So you can go to our uh, university website of gozavier.com. Um, that kind of gives you our schedule and updates on our matches. And then we're also pretty big on Instagram. That's pretty our Instagram and Twitter our other big social media pieces. We do Facebook and we do all the others, but those are probably our two heaviest and that's Xavier Volleyball uh, are our, our names. So the, I would definitely follow us there. That'd be very, very good. All our matches are live streamed um, through our website or through the Big East Net Digital Network are all of our matches. Awesome. Awesome. Well, definitely go follow along with um, the, the season this year. As Chrissy mentioned, follow along on Facebook or sorry, Instagram, plus the other social channels like Facebook, Twitter. Big things are coming from Xavier this year. and We're really, really excited to follow along. So Chrissy, once again, thank you so much for, for being on. And we, we look well, forward to for seeing what you guys are up to. This is great. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.